Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Ah! Lili Nishmas, Imimi Rossi Ruspas Mordechai. So, Agdvach, we're over and done, but I'm still in the hotel. Final, final day of the Mandalayan program. Over here, we have from Yisrael Shalitsky, he sent me a picture in Stanford, Connecticut. Three guys doing the daf. There's one guy, we're not going to say his name, we might print it over his head, that he listens to another Magachir, but now he might be a new recruit. We'll see. Oh, it says here, I caught two guys doing the daf, Simcha Mikli, green shirt, Aha. Uh-huh. and Duvi Taub. Then later on, I joined them from daf, hey, for that man, this guy, May Rosenberg, Bar Park, usually listens to, <clears throat> joined and he came, over party lines, we'll join rebellion now more. Oy vey, shem yirachem. Big Tom Chachem, knowledgeable pharmacist. Adam Peters, I'm a new member of the MDY family in Ottawa, Canada. I joined the Moy Cotton, not so new. I've even recruited five people based on the relative Jewish population of Ottawa to say, Brooklyn, it's like I recruited about 5,000 New Yorkers. I was surprised to hear you mention the Jacob Lowy's farm collection held safely at the library in Archives Canada here in Ottawa. I know the curator personally. I'll be having to arrange a visit. Should you ever find yourself in Canada's beautiful capital? I really enjoy this year, especially Yavamas. I think my wife's being driven crazy, though, by the sound of all these bald men going bye-bye all the time. I think she feels bad for the Burka lady and the five town lady the most. It's truly Gishmak to the Daf, Gudyantav, Adam. P.S. I'm with my kids at Jungle Gym while my wife cooks in relative peace and quiet. Otherwise, I would arrange a clever photo of myself outside the Lowy Collection in downtown Ottawa next time. David Pinchas Berkowitz. Quick question for the newcomers. What is this Mundelein that you keep mentioning? Also, since you mentioned it, I just want to let you know that I watched part of your sheer in the parking lot at American Dream Mall. Achalamoyed. We just went for ice skating. No shopping. No shopping, Achalamoyed. Avram Zerkir. Agutimoy, Rabbi Stefanski, we're enjoying the daft tremendously. Thank you for putting so much effort into making the interesting understand enjoyable. On daft 45, for the above answer of Rava, can Gully be interpreted as coming from the word the Galois to reveal yourself? Thank you, Avram Zerkir. Here's Menachem Katz. Been doing the daft for three years. He looks pretty young, this guy. Sent from Nachum Katz, who is wishing you a safe and awesome day. Rabbi Isai, Simitoy Bamazatov to myself. 900 straight days. Shlomo Lazarian is still here in the hotel. He's my guest for Yontif, and he asked me why. I'll tell you why. Because he's in charge of the Los Angeles MDY. That's why. Invited from. No, that's not why. Because he takes care of my Kiwi in Los Angeles. So we brought him and Kiwi and it was giving all the good stuff. If you ask him, he got to know me a little bit. 900 is a nice nigla. Not everybody's allowed to know about it. It's a nice nigla. 900. So the Olam should daven for me. That should make it to 1,000 at least. And then from there we'll talk. Weiter. 900 shiurim straight. With fever sometimes. With Alps. With Pesach. With all sorts of stuff. 900. COVID. So, Shkoyach, Mazatov to myself, Mazatov, Mazatov, give Valdkis stuff. 
The Parnas of the Koil of this month is anonymous in Schus of Hill Ben, Sardino, and Rivko Basvega. They should be Zoycho to Zereshel Kayomo. Parnas Achoydish by the Lakin Lubavik family is Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the best gula. Parnas Achoydish. Achoydish is sponsored by Yoili, Yunishmas, the Pinchas Ben Moishal, Vishalom Ruchamachayo, Bas, the Pinchas, and Yechil Shragman of Rom. Paras Chodesh, Aaron Freeman, Leschus Parnos and Siyadish Maya for me and continue Hatzlocha to me. Paras Chodesh, as a Leschus to Aaron's Hatzlocha and you, the Magid Shir, and the video editor, Yosef, for Hatzlocha and continuation and not missing a Shir. Here we go, not missing a Shir, 900. Nisim and Aflois, it's banished. Uh, seriously, it can't be without the Leschus HaRavim. There's a lot of people rooting for me and davening for me, and that's the only way it could happen. It's impossible otherwise. Avram Yitzchok ben Yomin, the shir is also lezeich nishmas. Avram Yitzchok ben Yomin and Raboisai. Here we go. We're on daf moyach. Huh? I don't know what day it is. It's eight days, I guess, in the Oimer. Eight days, reminding the Oilam to do svira. If you are still with us, last year a bunch of people wrote in that because of the shear they were zoycha for the first time or whatever time they're doing the sphere so baruch hashem thank you what do you got there there's more stuff out of the picture okay we finished off erev yantav it was amazing when was it when we had technical difficulty erev yantav erev yantav we couldn't get the system to work for 42 minutes and i couldn't believe it in those 42 minutes, I don't know if it was new people or the same people, but the same number of people, I think it was about 40 people on Zoom, Erev Yantif, just a few hours before Yantif, they waited for 42 minutes until the shir started, not a single loss on Zoom, I couldn't believe it. So call to anybody that stayed on, I really appreciate it, it was a tremendous amount of chizuk, we're speaking about it on Yantif, the dedication for Tyro. So we thought, we were speaking about, Rav Shem Ben Allah had a great trick. If a person has a yifas toyar, he finds a woman at war, he wants to marry her, so the toyar gives a whole list of things that you have to do, that she should become repulsive to him, perhaps he'll regret it, takes 30 days minimum, we're going to see in the Gemara, is how many days, minimum 30 days. Hashem Laza has an idea. If you don't want to wait the 30 days, what do you do? You are toivel her l'shem ashivcha bal karchach because he holds that you can do a bal karchach forcefully. Then you release her and you are toivel her l'shem yahadus gerus and you marry her as a yid. Great idea. Tanakama argues. Tanakama says you cannot be makabel gerus bal karchach. You can't do it forcefully. And therefore, we have a machlaikas, and that explains what we had the issue on Erev Yantif, the, the steer in the Bryces. One Bryce is going to hold it, you can do it forcefully. The other Bryce holds like Rabbi Lazar, like the Tanakami, you can't do it forcefully. We're holding top line on Memches Omadala. Omar Rava, my time, the Rabbi Shimon. How does Rabbi Shimon learn that you could be toivel, an Eved, Bal and he learns it from the fast Toyar? Even though this Evid is not accepting upon himself the mitzvahs, you force him. Where do you see it? The chsiv kol Evid ish miknas kesef. Let's just see the pasuk for a second. 
Bechol Eved Ish Miknas Kosef, Umalta Oisoi, and you give him a bris milo, it's very important to realize that we're talking about a carbon Pesach. Obviously, you cannot eat a carbon Pesach. We just multi Pesach, very interesting. You can't eat the carbon Pesach if you don't have a bris milo. Even if you're Jewish and your brothers, the brothers died and he, whatever, Oynas, can't, can't eat from the carbon Pesach without a milo. The same thing would apply to your slave. You must give him a bris milo. Ask the Gemara, this is Raya. What? It must be the slave of a man. It can't be a slave of a woman. What if she's a wealthy woman? She has slaves. That slave is allowed to eat carbon pesa without a mila. Allah. Says the Gemara, we're not talking about the owner, Eved of a ish. We're talking about the Eved is a ish. We're talking about the Eved himself. So, comes to tell us that you could, this is a right to Rav Shimon Olazar. Rav Shimon Olazar is of the opinion, he proves it from Yifas Toyar, but he's of the opinion they can force the Geirus. What does Mal mean? So this is very important to realize here, if you're learning the Sugya. Mal Mila doesn't mean literally bris mila, because that's nothing. Everybody agrees, according to Rashi. Rabbana, Tanakama, everybody agrees that you can force the mila of an event. You could throw him in the mikvah balkarcha. You give him a mila balkarcha. The question is, could you force him to be a yid balkarcha when you release him? So over here it says, your slave you could force to, to, be, to accept the mitzvahs, to be a yid. But if a guy decides to become a ger, stam, a guy in the street decides to become a ger. He cannot force his family to become gerim. That's what the Torah is telling us. One ger cannot force his son, the adult, to become a ger. But you, you could force your eved to become a ger. And that sheet as Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazar, where Chachamim argue. Rabbanon, how do they explain this possible? It says in the Pasuk, we have a question and we have to answer. What is he going to explain? What are they going to explain? Again, all they're saying right now is nothing. There's no limud now. All they're saying is, by the way, you cannot force a slave to become a yid. Mila, probably yes. According to Rashi. According to other Rishonim, maybe not. But that you can do. But you can't force him to become a yid. What are you doing with the Pasuk that Rav Shimon Allah just learned? Another Allah we learned from this Pasuk, Shmuel. Very interesting Allah. How do you free a, a Evan? You have to give him a get. It says in Mesech Kedushin how to do it. You know what it doesn't say in Mesechtis Kedushin? This. If I just say, Hefker, remember like in COVID, the guys in our community, I just remember one off the top of my head, Gary. Gary Ben Moshe, every time he had some Kalim, he bought Kalim, there's no mikvah available because of COVID. He put his Kalim outside his door and he wrote on the WhatsApp group, Harayim Hefker. Okay, Shvacha Hefker, but that's what he wrote. 
Hafker, and therefore he was Zoycha from the Hafker. Okay. Could you do that for a slave? You could do it for Evan? Yes. Shmuel holds that you could just say to your slave, you're Hafker. And if you're Hafker, you don't have to give him a get shikhr, you don't have to do any documentation. Bein tzor, get shikhr. Shenemar, how do I know this? From this pasuk. Kol avidish mikinaz kosev. Avidish, well, avidisha, the same question we asked. What? Only the slave of man. What are we? Male chauvinist. Veloy avidisha, what? Not not a, a slave of a woman? No. Of course, if a woman has a slave, it's the same thing. Yelah avid, she actually was talking about the slave himself, not the owner. If the owner owns him and he, he owns his goof, great. But if he doesn't have Rishus over him, he doesn't own him because he's him, he's not called a slave and he goes out free. I just want to point out, because I said the other day, and I just want to emphasize a little bit more. This idea of Yifas Toyer. So yesterday I was talking about Yifas Toyer. That you see, Akash Baruch Hu, I'm going to say it slightly different today. What we see from Yifas Toyer is, and it's a very, very important insight. Akash Baruch Hu doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. Therefore, every Isra that we have, you should know that you can handle. He obviously understood that under the circumstances of Yifas Tayar, under the duress of war, there are those who won't be able to handle it, and they'll be over. And in order that they shouldn't be over, he made a heter for it. It's a very specific heter. I want to point out another thing, a very, very important thing. Who goes to war? Think about it, who goes to war? Only someone that has zero averis. If you have an aver, you don't go to war. So you're talking about tzaddikim gmurim. You're talking about the greatest of the great. And on the greatest of the great, the Torah is testifying that they're going to be those from the greatest of the great that will not control their taiva when it comes to Yifas Torah. Unreal. So we should, we should take from this a lesson. I mean, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. Even the greatest of the great cannot stand certain temptations. And in that one, Akash Baruch said, okay, I'm going to give you a heter. But other things that we have Isurim for, you should know that Kosh didn't give us that Isur if he didn't think that we could withstand, we couldn't stand up to it. And we could stand up to it. Zog the Gemara. So that's Yifas Toya. So ask Sarev Papa. Maybe I could differentiate between, where does Rav Shimon Allah learn his whole concept? That an Eved you could force to accept upon himself mitzvahs, he learns it from Yifas Toyar. Right? That was yesterday's sugya. Says, Rapapa, maybe I could be mechalif. A Yifas Toyar, she never had any mitzvahs. She, she was never connected to any mitzvahs. She never accepted upon herself a single mitzvah. is perhaps a slave that he does accept upon himself his mitzvahs the first day when he becomes a slave. He has to accept upon himself the mitzvahs of a woman. So maybe even Rabbanan agreed to Rabbi Shimon Lazi, you can force him. He's already has mitzvahs, many mitzvahs that a woman has. So the rest of the mitzvahs should just stick to him automatically. Rabbanan argue on that. Maybe they only argue on a Yifas Tayar, where she has zero mitzvahs, that you can't force any mitzvahs on him. Tanya, and I'll prove it to you. Anybody who buys 
Evan from a guy or a ger, he must accept them on himself. Mitzvahs. In other words, an Eved, he would have to take a second tvila and accept himself upon himself the mitzvahs. Holy ain't Oh, here's a raya that when you buy a slave, and that's what we're talking about. You buy a slave for another from another Jew, you don't he doesn't have to accept upon himself the mitzvahs, it comes automatically. And the Gemara proves that it can't be only Ribshim bin Allah, it must be Rabbana. Mani, Ribshim bin Lazar. Rishim Lazar proves from you fast tayar that you don't have to accept upon yourself the mitzvahs. So it can't be Rishim Lazar. Here over here says Mephorish, when you buy a slave from a Jew, you don't have to accept upon yourself the mitzvahs. So perhaps even Rabbanon admit to Rishim Lazar that a slave doesn't have to accept upon himself the mitzvahs. That happens automatically. Which we learned the other day, it says that a, a, a Eved Meshuchar has to have Das. He can't do a Balkarchach. What are we going to do with that? You just, you're telling me that even according to Rabbanon, he doesn't have to have Das. He can do it forcefully. But it says in the Brisa, you can't do it forcefully. Oh, this is the Gemara, this is the end of the Sukkot. Everybody admits that you could force your slave to accept the mitzvahs. I, it says you can't. No, what it says is that when it comes to tvila, even a ger, even an eved, need to be toivel. Doesn't say anything about accepting mitzvahs. Nothing to do with accepting mitzvahs. A different sugya. Do they have to go in a mikvah? Yes, they do have to go in a mikvah. That's it. Nothing to do. Do they have to accept the mitzvah or not accept the mitzvah? Torah New easy sugya, Rabbi Isai. Going back, now, since we mentioned the Yifas Toyar, so let's talk a little bit about the Yifas Toyar. What's the process? It says in the Torah of the Gilchas Roshan, you have to make her despicable. So what do you do? You shave her head completely. Oh, she loses a lot of her beauty. And she should do her nails. What does that mean? So the, the, the simple shot in the Pasuk is, she should cut her nails. But it can't mean that, right? That doesn't make sense. We're trying to make her ugly, I don't know what the word, the, 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 the despise, the, the, you want him to despise her. So you want her to grow her nails long, not cut her nails. So, which is against logic, but Ribbleza says, no, she should cut her nails. How does that help him hate her? Doesn't. No. To Gadol, she should grow her nails to make herself a little ugly. It says the word asiya by the hair, and it says the same word by nails. So the chayre means to remove it. So I don't ask questions, says Rebbe Leaz. The Torah says she should remove her nails, remove her nails. Sure, it says the same word. But you have to use your logic. You're trying to make her disgusting. So you're trying to do something to her nails that make her more disgusting. And I'll bring a riot to Ribliazer that you have to cut your nails. It says, Think about it. The son of Shaul, the one who hated David Amelech, who was Roy Dev David, 
His son, Umipi Baishas, what does it say? Yara Likras HaMelech, went towards David HaMelech. Loyosa Raglov, Veloyosa Svamai. He didn't take care of his mustache. He didn't take care of his feet. Meaning, the nails on his feet. So over there it means, Loyosa. He didn't do his nails. By the, by the, if Hastar says, you should do your nails. Okay. But Rebeliez is proving that Asiya means to do, to cut. Loyasa means to not cut. So by Mipi Boishe says not to cut. He was showing that he's together with David HaMelech, not with his father. And that he's in Avelos with David HaMelech. Okay. So you see, Mayasiya Havara, to do means to cut. So by the Yifas Toyar it says to do. The Gilchas Rosha, Vaasasa she should do her nails, she should cut it, just like Mipibash's Loyasa Tsiparna. So I want to stop here just for a minute or two. There's a very, very interesting Taisvis that goes into a whole sugya about different topics that are Nagela Maisatas. So, question. Is it mutter al for a man to get a nose job? What's the shayla? The shayla is because it's like silbash. You're acting like a woman. It should be also. So based on this taisus, first taisus says something very interesting that asa raglov is a lashanakia. It means sar beisa erva. He goes into the whole thing. Are you allowed to shave sar beisa shechi? The underarms, the erva. What about your back, stomach? These are mamish shilas that we have today. It goes, the difference between a razor blade and a razor blade should be usur. If a person does his entire body, it should be okay. If he just does one area, it might be a big problem. If you do it with uh, scissors or like a, a shaver, it might be better. But he's not so clark. But the bottom line is that based on the Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam and this big title, last title on the Amr, based on the Rabbeinu Tam that says that if you do it, that you shouldn't be bitzar and not for beauty, then it's okay. So Mamela, the Achrena want to say that a, a nose job for a man, if, if he's mamish bitzar because he looks terrible, everybody makes fun of him, it's very crooked or whatever. By the way, this... This happened from, I broke my nose in basketball, and then, so it was crooked, and then I broke it again, and it went back into place. And the third time, it went out of place. So now we're in the out of place, and I'm not playing ball anymore, so now I have to figure it out. Okay, so, I'm not joking. I went to my father-in-law, he's a, he's a ear nose, you know, he does nose uh, jobs and surgeries and all that. He put some gauze in there, and it was, okay. And then the third time, boom, whatever. Okay. So, so that's that. Now, another thing that they say is that if a person has white hairs coming in, it would be mutter to pull the white hairs out. But it's usher, a boy's eye. I know I saw a guy in shul. I don't, I don't understand. I didn't even ask him. But it's usher, maybe midday rice according to the Rambam, but it, according to other Rishonim, it's usher to dye your hair for a man. 
That's, uh, it's, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. But you know people that do it? Yeah. It's uh, according to the Ram, this is the Raisa. According to other Rishonim, this is the Rabban and There's hardly any Ethereum. They try to find the Heter for a guy that had, he at a young age, half his beard became white. Could he do it? And you know what they say? The Eitza for him is to dye his entire beard white, but not to dye it black. Okay, anyway. So that's, oh, and then another shot, the famous Reb Moshe Feinstein. How is one allowed to have a nose job if he's chayval ba'atzmai? He's causing, he's inflicting pain upon himself. He's cutting his body. You're not allowed to cut your body. So the answer to that is, you're not allowed to cut your own body. Let's say people cut themselves on purpose. That's also, that's to be monopoly yourself. That's for bizarre. But when you cut yourself because it has a good tayela, it's like an nose job, that's okay. But then you have Rav Vosner who says that putting yourself under general anesthesia is placing yourself in a, in a situation of sakana. And that's why it should be awesome. But uh, those who do it, the Yishal Milisma, Yechan etc. Says the Gemara, on the nose job that is. Zog the Gemara. Tanarabana. Last line on the Amad. Tanarabana nu bachsa esavia vesima. So one of the things she must do is she must cry for her father and her mother. So we just turn to Dafmem Chesom Beis, sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Jolly Joe Krause and family, and anonymously, L'schus, Moshe Yaakov, Ben Shoshana, Shehav Atzlochem Ruchnius, and Gashmius. So now, what does it mean that she's going to cry for her father and her mother for 30 days? She misses them. She's supposed to sit there and mourn the loss. She, she's probably never going to see them again. She's in another country now. She should cry about the loss of her idol worshipping. Interesting. So Kiva wants to say that there is enough Kamino. What if she doesn't have a father or a mother? It could be that it's just they're arguing on the words. Bottom line is, we give her some time to get rid of that by the Zara, so to speak. Now, it says in the Pasuk, as you can see over here, she's sitting in your house, cry for her father or mother. So I put it in red, green, and purple. Why? Because Yerach, Yomim, Yerach, Shleishim, Yom. So if Yerach means 30 days, the word Yomim is extra, so we can learn from that something else. So Yerach, 30 days. Rabshivin Lazoimer, Tishim Yom. Yerach Shleishim. First you have the red, Yerach, means 30. Yomim, Shleishim, another 30 days. Vachar Kain, Shleishim. So we have three times 30 is 90 days. Masculine Ravino, who told you? Eme Yerach Shleishim, Yom Shleishim. I'll agree that the red and the green is 30 days each. But perhaps, the purple, kihani. It's like the two before. Two before is 60 days. Times times two is, is 120. So maybe it's 120 days. Why do you say is another 30? Maybe it's what we had before. Yerach is 30. Yom is 30, that's 60. Times two is 120. Kasha. It's not the biggest kasha in the world, but it's a kasha. Turn around. What if 
the Eved, the slave, doesn't want to become a Ger. He doesn't want to become a Ger. He says, ah, I thought about it. I don't want to become Jewish. So the Tanakh Amah holds, uh, Rabbi Shmuel holds that you could let, let, leave him alone. You could let him be, let him be not Jewish. He's still your slave. Rabbi Kiva Oimer Get rid of him immediately. He doesn't want to become Jewish. What do you mean? A Nevit has to have the mitzvahs of a woman. And that's it. He doesn't want. There's nothing he can do. What's the problem of having an Evid that doesn't, that's not Mekayim the mitzvahs? He can make your wine, Yayinessa. He's your Evid. He's in the kitchen. He's doing all sorts of things. Right? We have a lot of crazy stories about our cleaning ladies putting treif bedafka, that cleaning lady that left, and she says, Baruch Hashem, not a single week went by that I didn't treif up your child, etc. So it's a dangerous thing to have sitting around. So it says in the Pasuk that a uh, Eved that didn't have a bris milah, and the Gemara is going to prove soon how do we know it's an Eved that didn't have a bris milah. But it says that this Eved that didn't have a bris milah, you hear Rabbi Isai, this Eved didn't have a bris milah, you cannot work him on Shabbos. Yeah, we say it by Kiddush, no? You can't have Avdechav, Amoschav, Vimtechav, Gerchashem, Shurechav. You can't work a non-Jew on Shabbos for yourself. He doesn't have a bris milah, you can't work him. So what do you see from here? That he's your slave. Rebbe Kiva says he doesn't have a bris milah, he doesn't want to accept upon himself the mitzvahs, get rid of him immediately. Over here it says, he is your slave. It's in the Pasuk. He is your slave. He doesn't have a bris milah. In other words, he doesn't want to become himself in mitzvahs. And it says, don't work him. But he still could be your slave. You could work him on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. You just can't work him on Shabbos. So it's a great raya for Rabbi Shmuel. You hear the kasha? Nachamol. Nachamol. We have a machlekes. If you have an evet that doesn't want to accept upon himself as mitzvahs, could you keep him? Rabbi says you can't keep him. Get rid of him immediately. But this pasuk is talking about an evet that, that doesn't have, that wasn't mekayim, didn't accept upon himself the mitzvahs. And it says in the pasuk, make sure not to work him on Shabbos, but you could work him on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That means that you're allowed to have such an evet. It's a kasha on Rabbi Akiva. What is Rabbi Akiva going to do? Let me show you this chart over here. Three options. Option number one, he's going to say, is that talking this pasuk. You're right. You can't keep him. But what the Pasuk is talking about is talking about an Eved who was misguided two minutes before Shabbos, Bein Hashemashas, and you didn't have a chance to give him a bris milah. Such an Eved you could keep. Another Pshat the Gemara is going to tell us, I'm just cheating here so that it, it flows well. Another Pshat the Gemara is going to tell us is that we're talking about an Eved who said, I'm accepting upon myself the mitzvahs. And the last second he changed his mind. So even Rebbe Kiva would admit such an Eved, maybe he'll go back to his original mind and he'll say, okay, I'll accept the mitzvahs. Such an Eved, you let him stick around for 12 months. That's why the Pesach says, such an Eved, you have him, don't let him work on Shabbos. Another shot, the last shot is, in the green, is that he was bought on condition that he's not going to have a bris he's not going to accept upon himself the mitzvahs. Such an Eved, Rebbe Kiva agrees that you could keep because he made, he made a deal with you that he's not going to keep the mitzvahs from day one. And immediately you keep him. And that's why the Torah says, if you have such an Eved, don't work him on Shabbos. Now let's see inside. It's going to take a while to get to all three. But I just wanted to give it a heads up. 
So Teretz number one is that we're talking about a very, very case, a very case, a one in a million case, that you bought the slave a minute before Shabbos. The guy was running through the neighborhood. You had no chance. So okay, I'll buy it here. It's Shabbos. Get out of here. But you couldn't give him a bris meal. You couldn't be toivel. It's too late. You can't give a, a Evid a, a bris on Shabbos. He's not a baby that's eight days old. He's already an adult. So you wait until Sunday. But that first, that only, that first Shabbos and only that first Shabbos, you should not work him. The second Shabbos, you have no excuse. You should have given him a bris milah. Says Okay, so in order to get this whole riot of Reb Shimon Lazar, that the Pasi is talking about a Eved that didn't accept upon himself in mitzvahs, and you see that you're allowed to keep him, how does everybody know this? Even Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel, everybody agrees that that's the Pshat in the Pasi. How do they know that? Says the Gemara, we're talking about an Evid that didn't accept upon himself the mitzvahs. Maybe he's talking about an Evid that did accept upon himself the mitzvahs. How do you know? My mashma. Because the Sanyi bin Ovid bin Amoscha, Bevid Aurel Kasmandaber. How do I know? It's a lot of words, but it's going to the same place. Maybe he's talking about a regular slave that accepted upon himself the mitzvahs. Look at this pasuk in Dvarim. It sounds very familiar, but it's not really our Kiddush. But the same idea. So that your slaves should rest like you. This Pasuk is already talking about a Re'evid Ma'olomer. This Pasuk is talking about a regular Evid that accepted upon himself the mitzvahs and he has a bris milah. What about our Pasuk? I don't know where it is. Vinovich bin Amoscha is in Shmois. You're talking about from Shmois to Dvarim. It's pretty far away. What do we do with this Pasuk? This is our Pasuk that we're referring to. He's talking about an Eved that didn't accept the Pimes of the Mitzvah. Doesn't even have a bris. Okay. New thing. If you just came to the shir just for this, maybe you don't even know what a ger toishov is. What is a ger toishov? Vaher ze ger toishov. The ger in the pasuk vaher is talking about a, a guy who didn't accept it by himself. Six thirteen only accepted by himself. He's not going to do avodah That's it. He's going to continue eating nevelas and trefas, but he's not going to do avodah But says Rashi, tremendous chiddush. He did accept upon himself to keep Shabbos. Why? Because Shabbos is like Avedah Zarah. If you don't keep Shabbos, he's like Avedah Zarah. That's what Rashi says. Atoim is a ger toisho, vayenel ger tzedek. How do you know it doesn't mean a real ger? Someone accepted upon himself all the mitzvahs? I should have highlighted it here. It's right above the red line. So we already know a regular good ger. Zager Taisha Vager is referring to Vav Vager is referring to a guy that accepted upon himself one thing. He's not going to do Avid Zara and he's going to keep Shabbos. Omar Bishuman Levi, So this is, we discussed this. What if you buy an Evit from another guy? And 
the God, this Evid had no idea. Think about it. He wants to be a slave. He sold himself as a slave. He wants to be enslaved. His master sells him to a Jew. But he never thought in a million years that he's going to have to keep mitzvahs. He's going to be, by Joe Schmo, he's going to be Michael Jordan's uh, slave. Okay, great. And then he decided, I'll get rid of him. Michael Jordan said, I don't want him. I'm going to sell it to the Jew guy in Northbrook. And now he has to start keeping mitzvahs. She says, I don't want to to keep mitzvahs. So what do you do? You could, I thought it was very interesting. Megalgal in English means roll. You could roll with him. It works well in English. You could roll with him. You roll with it for for 12 months. You give him 12 months. You try to convince him. Show him how beautiful Yiddishkeit is. Shabbos, the whole he doesn't go for it, sell him back to a guy. Lechaira, this doesn't go according to the famous Rebbe Kiva that we're discussing the whole day today. What's Rebbe Kiva? Rebbe Kiva is the one that says, he's argues on Rebbe Shmuel, he says, if you have a slave that doesn't accept the mitzvahs, you don't hold on to him even for a second. Not true. It could be Rebbe Kiva. This is according to Rashi when he didn't accept upon himself mitzvahs. But if he accepted upon himself mitzvahs, Pasco. He accepted upon himself mitzvahs and then he went back. So, very interesting. Let me just ask you guys what happens? A guy accepts upon himself mitzvahs. No, sorry, not here, not here. Next one. Okay. Avalei Pascal Milsi Pascal. Omer Avkano. So remember this name for a second, because we're going to have the same exact names asking the same exact question. Omer Avkano. I'm reading the Shmaita Kamei Rav Zvid Menarva. Omer Li. I said this over to Rav Zvid. Omer Li. So Rav Zvid said, Iyachi ki Omer Li Rav Kiva Belagachav Ben Ashmoshos Lishni Leha. Look at this. Think about it. What was the Gemara's question before? We have a passage that says that if you own a slave, you should not work, and he didn't, doesn't have a bris milah, he didn't accept upon himself the mitzvahs, he can't work him on Shabbos. What does that tell me? The passage is telling me, you're allowed to own him, you just can't work him on Shabbos. So what is Rebbe Kiva going to answer? Rebbe Kiva says he can't own such a slave. So it's talking about that you bought the slave a minute before Shabbos. Why don't you say a much better answer? This is much better. Why? It's talking about that he accepted upon himself the mitzvahs. And then he said, I don't want the mitzvahs. So that you give him 12 months, maybe he'll, he'll get back to the original Kabbalah that he made upon himself. He was once holding by it. He once wanted to be a yid. Then he t- took it back. So maybe he'll want to become a Jew again. By the way, my father-in-law was telling me a Misa today. Chaval didn't have it yesterday, but it fits in here as well. He had a nurse that worked for him. That she married a, he, she married a ger. This ger became a chassid. Moved to Muncie, became a real chassid. One day, went back to Texas. Complete. Not going to be a yid anymore. It's based on the Gemara that we were learning yesterday. Once you become a ger, that's it. You, you do kiddushin, 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 but you're just a mummer. How Misa, they had to get a get from him and he didn't want to give a get. And, uh, oh, 
Fanlar check hundred thousand dollars against his ah. Okay. Anyway, hope he does not listening to it because it's not good. Yeah, maybe he's doing the daf again. But it happens. I know another person like that. Ger and then no, nah, it's not for me. So ask the Gemara, what are you asking? You ask me, what do you do with this pasuk? The pasuk says, if you own a Evid who did not accept upon himself mitzvahs, don't work him on Shabbos. How's it possible? You're not allowed to have an Evid like that according to Rabbi Kiva. The answer is, in red, he accepted upon himself the mitzvahs. Then he said, no, faig, I'm not doing it. So then you can keep him for 12 months. And during those 12 months, don't work him on Shabbos. That's answer number two. Says the Gemara, You're right. Oh, so I asked the Gemara, but the Gemara, let's fear right. The Gemara is saying, Why didn't the Rebbe Kiva answer this second answer? Or why didn't the Gemara answer this second answer for Rebbe Kiva? Says the Gemara, He could have answered the second answer. And as the Gemara is going to say in a second, he could have answered the third answer. But he only chose the first one. So here's a Shiloh. And all my rabbim said in the name of Rabbi What's an Eved are all that you're allowed to keep? You hear this? If you buy an Eved, on condition, on the first day, he said, I don't want to become a Yid. Don't give me a bris milah. I'll sell myself on that condition. Then you cannot... Force him to do it. But more than that. What if you force him and you do give him a bris milah? He made a deal with you. I'm going to be evident on condition. I'm not. I don't have a bris milah. And you gave him bris milah. New Shlomo, what are you tying up? You broke his promise. He said, I'll sell myself to you on condition you don't give me a bris milah. And you gave him a bris milah. According to the Bach, he goes out. He goes out l'cheros. What? For the guy. Okay. Yeah, something like that. him. So we have another case. We have a case of a guy that sold himself on condition. He, he was bought on condition he's not going to have a bris This cannot go according to the Kiva because according to the Kiva, you can have a, 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 a evet even for one minute if he didn't accept upon himself the mitzvahs. Not true. You can say this goes according to Rebbe Kiva. That's when he didn't make a naima furish. But over here made it naima. Even Rebbe Kiva would agree. You could keep such a slave. If you notice, it's the same exact mandamer before his Rav Kahana who said it over to Rav Zvid. And the same kind of question. Minarda, Vomarli, Yahi says Rav Zvid, I have a question. Again, let's do the whole thing. There's a positive that tells me that I have, I own a slave that did not accept upon himself the mitzvahs. He doesn't have a bris milah. And it says, oh, you can work him every single day of the year, just not on Shabbos. Don't, don't work him on a Shabbos. Oh, that means you're allowed to keep such a slave. Rebbe Kiva says, if he doesn't accept upon himself the mitzvahs, you can't keep him for a minute. How does this Pasuk work? So, so we have to say, Pshat is, that he bought him one minute before Shabbos, 
He didn't have a chance to give him bris milah. So that first Shabbos, you can work him. Uh, you shouldn't work him, but you let it keep him. Because it's one minute before Shabbos. You don't have to get rid of him. Ask Rav Zvid, why don't we just say a much better answer? And more, it's more shchiach. That a slave sold himself on condition that you don't give him a bris milah. And he doesn't accept upon himself the mitzvahs. And that kind of slave, you're allowed to keep him, even according to Rebbe Kiva. And that's why the Pesach comes to tell you, if you own such a slave that you bought, on condition, like in the third terrace, in green, Nimkar al-Tnai, then even Rebbe Kiva agrees you're allowed to hold him. And the Pesach says, you're not allowed to work him. L'shan Eliyach. Hello, says the Gemara, same answer that we said before. Chad mitre utlas, tamik omar. He only told us the one in blue, he could have used red, he could have used green, he could have used all sorts of tirutzim. He chose to use one terrace. Listen to this. You have three G'doylem. Rabbi Chanino, Bar Papi, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Where were they sitting? Akilo de Rabbi On the porch of one of the three named Rabbi Tzchok Very simple stuff we just read. The only difference is because it points out that this happened in Eretz Yisrael. There was a city in Eretz Yisrael. And all the slaves there, they made, they were in a union. They got together and they said, we will not circumcise. We will not have a bris No way. So they rolled with them for 12 months. The chazim, not still, stubborn, avadim, no bris. The chazim, mucharim, levdikichavim. So they had no choice. And they went and they sold them to Goyim. Keman, kiaitana. So this must be according to the Tana. You buy a slave from, from a guy and he doesn't want to have a mila. This is the shit that we just had before. Even in Eretz Yisrael. No. In Eretz Yisrael it's different. Do not leave him around because every guy has a gzera. We made a gzera on every guy that he's tummy. Goyim don't have tumah. But we made a gzera that they should be tummy like a zav. And if they touch our fruit, bye-bye. We'll use bye-bye today. Why not? It's So they'll ruin our taharas. You've got to be careful with taharas. With, with uh, fruit that we treat with tahara. No tumah. And ubi'ira smuchel far. And the city that's on the border of Eretz Yisrael, imagine I say, colleague, you don't let him be there for a second. Think about it even today. What's our biggest danger on the border of Eretz Yisrael? You have Syria, you have Lebanon. Imagine if somebody, one of our slaves, is an Arab, sitting there on the border. What is he going to do? He's going to run back and be a, a spy for, for the enemy. So you got to get rid of him. Here's a Shiloh that somebody, we should think about a little bit. A guy does an Avera. He does something terrible. He steals, whatever. Does he get punishment? What do you guys think? Yeah. Says the Gemara, Does it make sense? I actually know a Giyaris here in Chicago. Terrible, terrible life afterwards. Terrible things happened to her. Why do we find sometimes, as the Gemara, that a ger, you think that they're on such a high madrego, they did such an unbelievable thing, such a sacrifice to their life, and then they have Yisurim. Yisurim boim aleim. Why? This is a more incredible first pshat. It seems like we don't hold like this pshat. It's very, very interesting. 
When they were still Goyim, they're getting punished for things they did when they were Goyim. Very interesting. And it goes according to the sheet that we see over and over in Shas. That when you're Tzaddik, we want to punish you in this world so that when you come to the world to come, you're clean. You come with a clean slate. You don't want to get punished there. It's not good. So they give them Yisurim over here. When a guy becomes a ger, he wipes his slate clean. Everything that happened in the past, nothing. Why? He's a newborn child. So why? So then why do they have Yisurim? This is very sad. You think, okay, we'll give the guy a little break. He's a ger. No. He's not Mekayim the Mitzvah's Kamosh Tzarech. So, we got to take care of business. He didn't keep the Mitzvah's. He should have known. You want to become a ger, so learn up the, the, the Mishnah Brewer. Go through all the halachas. Don't make any mistakes. You don't. You do make mistakes. You're going to get punished. This is bad. This is bad. They're not doing it out of love, they're doing the mitzvahs out of fear. And for that you get punished. So we all have to take here. Are we doing mahava, miro? They get punished for doing it. They're doing it, but it's out of fear, not out of love. Unbelievable. When they decided to become gerim, they hesitated. They, they, they took their time, like that couple I mentioned. Uh, we're going to come by Chuva after the summer so we can go to the beach. Meanwhile, you know the MS, you decide to become a Ger, do it right now, which is also incredible. All very difficult Tirutim to understand there. Where did it see in the Pasuk? It says that Bayas told Rus, Yishalem Hashem Palech, Usimas Kurtech Shleimo Mim Hashem Alekei Yisrael, Asher Bos Lachsois. You came, you came quickly, that you, it seems like you get special schar. I still don't understand the 100% pshat, because it says that you get schar for coming quickly. It doesn't say you get a einish for not coming quickly, but okay. Over here you see that Boyaz was impressed with the fact that she came quickly, and that's what's important. When a person decides to become a ger, they should do it quickly, otherwise it could be a punishment. Rabbi have a wonderful day.